welcome to Apocalypse, Mr. Mankind. Who are you? Your new lord and master. You may call me Darkseid. What's up, everybody? Apes are a popping again here on Darkseid's Couch, and this is James. This is Mike. I'm Shay. It's our favorite subject once again, and I'm so excited that I don't even want to fuck around before we get into it. I mean, we can fuck around a little. We yeah, we should a- definitely fuck around a little bit. I mean, yeah. we can fuck around and tell people what's going on. Let's let's be realistic here. We're not going to not fuck around. Shenanigans? Of course. Shenanigans! Um, yeah, we are, uh, we are going to take a look at Strange Adventures number 55 in just a minute. Our favorite book. Our f- you know, I should like it a lot more. It's not landing for me. We keep doing them. I'll give them some credit. The adventures are strange. These are not Wouldn't mundane it, adventures. How many of these have we done so far? Three. I think we've only done two. Uh, we, there, there are a few other ones that are similar. Let me take, let me take a look at the log. I know we did the uh, parrot one, the let parakeet. Just, was that Strange Adventures or was that another one? I yeah, think no, that's that str- no, that was Strange Adventures. Well, let's uh, let's uh, let's control F this. James uh, uh, has an episode log he made for us. I have a spreadsheet, yeah. Everything is very organized. Yes. Every element of the show has its own column. Um, It doesn't seem to want to search, though. Why doesn't it want to search? It might just Um, be searching the one uh, cell. Oh, see, I know how to make the spreadsheet. I don't know how to navigate it. Oh, you'll never get that simple office job. Yeah. Uh, Let's not confuse... Doctor Strange with Strange Adventures, though. Yeah, Strange Adventures. Yeah, uh, print the Prisoner of the Parakeets. Yeah, this, this oh, is the giant three. birds. Yeah, yeah, the giant stupid burbs. Yeah, we're going to get that in, into that in just a second. I did have one follow-up note from a previous episode I wanted to throw out, just as I happened to just stumble on something by a complete coincidence. Uh, remember our New Year's episode uh, with Shazam number 11? Everybody remember Captain Marvel? Yeah. Okay. Um, in that book... Uh, this was about six, seven months ago. Uh, there was a story in there about a dorky mailman who became superhuman. Do you remember this? Like he wore yes. a, like, like a ski vaguely. mask and a cape. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, that's about all you need to remember. It is vaguely. It's, it's I not do worth remember much this. Remember that. So I just happened to be reading a random article about uh, the creator of uh, Shazam slash Captain Marvel, C.C. Beck. And uh, turns out that uh, he was, uh, after... DC acquired Captain Marvel slash Shazam. He was at DC writing the stories, or I'm sorry, drawing the stories. And they were just sending him garbage scripts. And he finally reached a point where they sent him two scripts that were so bad that he refused to do them. Uh, He refused to draw them, which essentially by default became his resignation from DC. One was a story about Captain Marvel fighting some mutant vegetables. And the other one, the last straw was the dorky mailman story. was so bad that he refused to draw it and basically wow. put DC over that, and we enjoyed. It. We we gave it a little more a little more polish. Good. Because what do you mean? Well, we gave it a, a shine that you know, the, uh, CC Beck and probably a lot of people in comics would prefer that that just be left in the dustbin. But we made sure that it's never forgotten about because we discussed it for an hour. We did. Wow. You think anybody else has discussed that for an hour? The last time that story was discussed for an hour was him throwing a fit about not being willing to draw it. That's the only time anyone's thought that much about that book. It didn't take an I mean, hour maybe, to write it. Maybe C.C. Beck is happy in his grave because we're finally acknowledging that. Um, we did acknowledge that it was pretty stinky. It was stinkified. God uh, made that happen so we would have content. Yeah, yeah. God does smile favorably on us. Or you guys, anyways. I, I wasn't baptized, so. Just... You're gonna, you know what? You're getting a lot of splash off from, yeah, my, from my blessings from the Lord. <laughs> a little of that holy water does splash off the urn or whatever the hell the, the holy water's in. James is lurking around uh, churches during baptisms because he wants some of that splashy water. <laughs> I figure if you get enough of the splashes, eventually it adds up to the equivalent of a baptism. He's also yeah. going around to um, uh, hanging around circumcisions and like catching the foreskin in his teeth mm-hmm. as they throw mm-hmm. it away. Yeah, I bring a, uh, oh shoot, what is the, is the tool also called the moil? Like the moil is the person who clips it. Let's find out. Let's okay. look it up. Tool. I just uh, assume they use like a cigar snip, a cigar tool. snipper. Yeah, yeah, they just take the snip off the end. Uh, what tool does a moil use? Uh, he uses a scalpel. Ooh. Good God. Uh, yeah, or a perforating clamp. Oh God. Before. No, that's before. Yeah. <laughs> what a barbaric ritual. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be the person to insult an entire culture like that. I am someone who was circumcised, and I'm pretty salty about it. <sighs> it didn't. It didn't go well. It set you down a bad path. 
It's like, what the fuck? Uh, Sorry, this isn't aesthetically pleasing to you. Look at that. They, my, I'm, like, I'm, I'm a ginger, so that's not aesthetically pleasing. And then they looked at my dick, and they were like, that's not good enough. Chop it off. Yeah, they really set you off on the wrong foot. Yeah. I'm gonna have a big, I'm gonna, when I die and I stand before the Lord under judgment, he's got a lot to answer for. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he's going to dodge you. I'm gonna be sp- I'm gonna be spitting at him. God's just, God's just ducking all the people that are pissed. <laughs> just tell him I'm not here. God. You see the curtains move ever so slightly. Like I know you're there, Lord. I'm an abomination. <laughs> you're supposed to be everywhere, Lord. Therefore, you're here. <laughs> it, it's supposed to be everyone as well. So it should, God should really know how I feel about this. <laughs> Looking behind the curtain. What if God's like uh, really into like BDSM and. Uh, experiencing existence through Ginger's pain is like something he gets yeah. off on. Well, if he's like all of us, then yeah, he's got a little bit of that. That's God's big fetish. Well, one, right? that was essentially what happened in Preacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and two, uh, this is what Mike is asking is what if God was one of us? Yes. I was thinking, I was wondering if that was going to pop up. You guys can't hear it, but it's playing in my house at all times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I it, believe it. it. It drives the voices down. It, it soothes the savage spirit inside. I don't know, man. I don't hate that song. No, well, I, so, no one said we hated it. No, uh, nobody just, said we hated a, it. I, yeah, it's a great, like it was, it's I a great like, song. Like most things on the show, it was uh, derogatory. No. no, I didn't have any snarky comments because I actually do like that song. Nothing My parents just went Osborne. and saw Joan Osborne. <laughs> I remember that everybody was wondering if she was related to Ozzy Osborne. Even as a kid, I was like, that seems improbable. All the Osbournes are related to Ozzy. It, <laughs> yeah, he is the forefather. He is 7,000 years old. Yeah. All Osborns do descend from Ozzy. He's actually Raj Agul. <laughs> wow. Oh, he'd be that'd be a good cast. Ozzy is Rachel Ghoul. Let's just say it correctly while we're on our show, please. I mean, I think Neil Adams does pronounce it Raz Ghoul. Yeah, well, is he still alive? Yes, he is still alive. Damn it. I think I, I saw it, him a couple years ago. I was gonna say if he was dead, I'd be like, who cares? Yeah. He's gone. Nope, nope. We have to respect people until five years after they're dead. Uh, Bruce Timm said it was it was Raish, and I'm going to die on that hill. Mm. All right. Anyway, uh, Strange Adventures number 55. So this is another anthology book. There's a lot of stories in there, but luckily most of them we can cover pretty quickly. There's not much happens in most of these books. No, they just they just, uh, give you weird concepts. They're like, oh, kid, you weirded out by that, huh? Yeah, All on. right, moving on, moving on. Stupid also kids. lots of fun space facts. Well, it was the 50s. And uh, there were two things that were very popular in the 50s were uh, gorillas and space. Yep. And and uh, colonialism. And yeah, we weren't yep. cool enough to be like Russia and send them up there. Mm-mm. So, oh, no, we did. We, we were wow. the ones that sent the monkeys. Never mind. Yeah, they sent a dog. We're doing it. We're doing it and doing it yeah, and doing was, it well. What was the name of the dog? Didn't the dog have a name? Latka. You think that dog's bones are still like circling the earth? Not maybe. They are. You, so you're saying that one of those billionaires can uh-huh. just go get those bones? Richard Branson. They find Richard, them. They're gonna they're gonna just take them back to Earth, right? And they're gonna put them in their house. Well, they it's find them. Very, it's been very disputed if Richard Branson actually made it to space. Because I guess he made it like 50 miles, and that's considered a little short. But there's no official designation of where space begins. But by most by most people's estimates, that's not quite far enough to be considered space. So you're telling me I can just say I'm in space right now, which is technically yeah. true. Every time you jump, every time you you go in for a sweet slam dunk when you're playing hoops down in the corner with your youth group. Earth is part of space. So, yeah. 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 It's a terrible designation. This is a scam. Take that, Bezos. Yeah. Yeah, I did it too. I've been doing it for years. We're all in space. Just pay taxes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that ain't happening. But the other thing is uh, gorillas, specifically gorillas in suits. And the reason that this one popped up was because it was another book, one of the other two Strange Adventures books that we looked at, also featured a gorilla in a suit on the cover. The mod gorilla. The mod gorilla boss, yeah. Well, here the gorilla is, like, uh, wearing a suit and is handcuffed, and there's two police officers, and he's wearing a human mask, and they pull the mask off, and look how, like, uh, snarky the mask becomes. No, look at the mask. They pull the mask off, he's just like, ha it's like in uh, Total Recall and where the the lady mask comes off. Right. There's the, the bomb. The mask also has teeth. Yeah. Uh, like it's so it's not like an open mouth. That's interesting. <laughs> well, the it's guy also the guy when the gorilla is dressed as a guy, he looks like the yes man from The Simpsons. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That that's based off of a Looney Tunes character. Yes, it is. 
And that's based off of a real guy. Yeah, I thought it was a real guy, yeah. Yeah, it's a real guy. Mm. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, so on this cover, they're pulling off this dude's uh, face to reveal that he's actually a really smug gorilla underneath. You know, so you know how he got caught? He hung around with the wanted poster with his mask's uh, uh, description on it. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't be standing right next to a wanted poster of yourself. Yeah. He's called That's Mr. X. I appreciate that he wore a tie clip, though. I like that. Yeah, but the, essentially this story is just Planet of the Apes. Yeah, let's get into the story. It's called The Gorilla Who Challenged the World, uh, written by Edmund Hamilton, art by Seymour Barry, and uh, it's about a gorilla who proceeded to uh, challenge the world, the whole world. Yeah, so he gets uh, super intelligence, proceeds to go all gorilla grod on people's asses, mm-hmm. and, and we enjoy the frolicking. Well, he, yeah, so he's got this doctor, uh, this dude who uh, has come up with like a, he, first of all, he just like bought a gorilla, which I didn't realize you could do. Back for, oh, yeah. before daddy government got involved. Jim yeah. Jones sold apes door to door. This is really like a libertarian paradise that we're reading about here, where you just buy, you can buy an ape. Again, <laughs> Jim Jones went door to door yeah. and sold mo- apes, monkeys, something like that. I think monkeys. When did he find the Lord? There is a point where that actually like becomes a thing in his story, but I don't remember it. What if he was going door to door, right, and he was selling apes or, or he was uh-huh. selling chimpanzees? I'm going to assume chimpanzees. I bet sure. you that's Maybe. what he was selling. Well, you can fit more of them in the truck. And he found uh, a guy who was uh, super spiritual and a little crazy, mm-hmm. and that's what mm-hmm. happened. I think he may have been super into religion as a kid, but I don't fully, again, I can't remember if he was the guy that like would make the kids play church with him, but he was a complete another dick to them wow. not doing it. I mean, I'm getting very uncomfortable with all the piousness with yeah. all the, the Lord's grace that I'm seeing on the show right now. I know we're talking about Jim Jones. <laughs> he's still cool. He's still more likely to get into heaven than me. I mean, he he's is really, he is religious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did the repentance. He's technically, the technically like that's, you yeah. know, I mean, he broke a commandment though. Nah, he didn't. Not one of the big nah. ones. He didn't. He didn't. Thou shalt not have any other gods before me. Nah, nah. We don't know. All right, all right, all right. What <laughs> was, we do know. I think he was keeping that, it real. <laughs> what we do know is that we've got this scientist character who's got a gorilla, and he's developed a uh, serum. Uh, it's gonna just goose their DNA so they can evolve uh, millions of years in hours or even minutes, which doesn't seem like a smart idea. Well, it doesn't no, make any sense. That's not how evolution works. That's not how it works. But even if you could do it, like your body doesn't, your body chemistry would need to change as well. well that will, yeah. that implies that uh, there is a genetic path that is predestined mm-hmm. for all life. Oh, you mean the Lord's path? The Lord's plan, you mean? All right, we're going to give it a little, we're going to jumpstart it. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah. like our, the next step in human evolution is obviously to be super smart. I mean, I don't see that we've kind of gone down that path so far. Nah, Why would we continue? Nah, I think we're just going to get big eyes and shit. Maybe, oh, a, well, that, maybe a birthing pouch. Okay, that's just as well. Like uh, a birthing pouch is full of like that goo. Yeah, like a, like, a, like a kangaroo. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, keep yeah. our babies in, okay, the, in our okay. pouches. I like this. Right? I don't want to carry it. We're gonna and become more more kangaroo like. Yeah, and for those of us who don't have kids, you can put like your keys and like some nachos. You can put whatever you want in there. You put them in a little like plastic bag so they don't get all that mucus on it. That's right. You got it. You got to make sure plastic bag sales are gonna go way way. I up. mean, does it matter? Like, if you sneeze on your own food, do you eat it? Yeah, every day. Yeah. So what? What's the point? What's <laughs> this different? The what's, how is this mucus different? That's what I, I do. That's what I do after my morning prayer. I don't know that I would eat food that I sneezed on. You don't just you don't just purposely just blow all your 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 sneeze all like, over like your food. No, because I I have pepper, I have I have paprika, I have seasonings. Mm. D- they, those should make you sneeze. The, the poor man. In particular, just... the pepper. Well, I don't know, man. Ask my nasal glands. They're broken. Yeah, they are. Um, so anyway, so our scientist decides that he's going to try this out on this gorilla that he's got, and uh, the gorilla immediately is able to speak. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, he does. It's like, it's like Master Splinter. Yes. Well, it's, yeah, yeah. It's the ooze. This is the secret origin of the Ninja Turtles yeah, and yeah. Daredevil by it, extension. Yeah, it came with. Uh, it came with English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, awesome. Yeah, they upgraded well, his pack. And again, it's it's like Planet of the Apes, as far as I understand, the newest of like again, you know, experimenting on monkeys and making them smarter. And then, oops. Mm-hmm. I wonder why they made the gorilla have a receding hairline. <laughs> Make him more relatable. 
It looks good though. He's he's wearing it pretty well. He's proud. No one he wears looks like it well. Nick Cave. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does kind of look like Nick Caveman. Um, ah. Yeah, that's a Flintstones joke. Uh, so anyway, the doctor's like, well, I'm, I'm just going to sneak the antidote into his water. He's too dumb to know that I, I de-smarted him because I don't want him walking around intelligent. Well, he al- well the, out, the professor so. also took the, the drug. Yeah, yes. he did. He took it, and uh, the gorilla realized that he was uh, the antidote was being put into his water. So he put it into the dude's water, and the dude became stupid. You, you know, if they're both as smart as each other after taking the drug, that implies that gorillas are just as smart as humans. Mm-hmm. Well, in their way. Well, they just don't have the the tools. What, uh, what, what was that movie with Bradley Cooper where he uses all of his brain? Uh, American Sniper? Limitless. limitless. Yeah. yeah. Limitless. It's like a limitless Dumb. thing, right? Dumb. They did a That's different They did a different version of Limitless, except it was... Uh, yeah, with Lucy? You're talking about Lucy? Yeah, Lucy. Dumb. I, I yes. like that movie. I don't understand how you can be okay with that. Like, you nitpick other movies for minor, like, plotting inconsistencies or factual inconsistencies, yet that entire movie's premise is based on the false assumption that humans use 10% of the Right, brains. but everything else in the movie is really rad. But it's the movie. I, that is the movie. I know, but the rest of the movie... Like was able, it was so I enjoyed it so much that it was such a really good action movie mm. and good science fiction movie that I just suspended my disbelief. Well, you're just a Scarlett Johansson person. I did tell these guys uh, before we recorded that I watched and enjoyed Black Widow, so that might be true. Mm. But she's a ginger, though. I don't like her. She's not a natural ginger, is she? I thought she was a natural blonde. In Ghost World, she's a blonde, isn't she? I think oh, she's a natural blonde. Right. Ghost mm. World. I bet that doesn't age well. I know it's a good book. Anyway, uh, okay, so anyway, so now uh, the gorilla's super intelligent, the man's super stupid, as it should be, mm. and uh, the man is imprisoned while the gorilla decides to put on a suit that I, I don't know where he got this suit, but he's super intelligent, so he figured it out, and now he's robbing the city, uh, stealing various chemicals and, and uh, equipment that he needs, like lab equipment. And I got all these two cops watching him smashing out of the gun shop. <laughs> just yeah the single gun shop that they have in town yeah it's it's got the vibes of the edgar Allan poe story where the monkey is stealing all the stuff and people are just kind of in disbelief hmm i don't know that story yeah i'm not cultured yeah i just know the cask of amontillado i'm too busy watching scarlett johansson and the raven movies, you probably know the raven never heard of it the the ra- seen, is that like about raven simone i've seen the simpsons version <laughs> oh yeah oh is it a parody of that simpsons cartoon Oh, that was funny. Okay, yeah, I get, I get it. I'm back on board. Okay, so uh, this monkey dude, this gorilla dude. I know he's not a monkey, by the way. I don't need I don't need, I don't need those DMs. I like, uh, I like so, it. Hold on, I like how he's like robbing the chemical store, and there's a barrel that says fluoride yes. valuable. Yeah, yeah. So you know, he knew it was the right one to get then. <laughs> and he's gonna go put it in all our water. <laughs> right, right. We're gonna be easily controlled with perfect Shh. teeth. It's gonna make us all impotent. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, the the now the police are on a manhunt for this guy. They believe he's just a man. And then one of the the cops is, uh, it was trying to uh, explain what's happening, but he has red hair, so they just tell him to shut his little red haired yeah. ass up. Yeah, they put him in a cage with that professor. You redheaded stepchild, bitch! Get the get the fuck in there! I said that uh, I said that perfectly. As the kid who once said that to me said it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's that was you build a lot of character. It's paying off now, isn't it? Like that, those are fighting words. Like that's it. Like you yeah. gotta go to war with that, or your yeah. your school life will be pleasant forever. <laughs> Murders in the room morgue. By the way, is that Poe story? I looked it up. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, so then the, the police finally find their their man, and they're like, "Wait a minute, this dude's wearing a mask." They rip it off, expecting a human underneath, and say, "Holy shit, it's a gorilla." And the gorilla says, I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you pesky meddling kids. Before they took the mask off, wouldn't he, like, stink really badly? <laughs> he probably stinks all the time. It was the 50s. They didn't have, uh, they only had, like, that spray-on deodorant. So like, when they're, right the, stinky. they're writing this story, and they're like, man, do gorillas smell like shit? I imagine mm-hmm. they would. They're like, ah, mm-hmm. let's not put that in the book. Well, then what they did put in the book is the gorilla busting out of his handcuffs and backhanding two uh, police officers. And if a gorilla backhands you, you're done. You he don't al- have a face anymore. He allowed himself to uh, be handcuffed just to have that display to bitch slap both the cops yes. while yeah. snapping the chain of his yeah. handcuffs. Yeah. These cops are picking their faces off the floor. This is why they started using the zip ties. It's so weird that zip ties are that powerful. Dude. You can do a lot with a zip tie. Yeah. A lot of stories of people who like have to get their hands amputated because they tie them too tight. 
Yeah, dumbasses. Yeah, a lot of dumbasses. Mm-hmm. Cops. Don't understand S&M. Yeah, they don't use it properly. So then the gorilla climbs to a building, and he's throwing signs off the building. He's going full King Kong. Well, he pushes a big old sign that says Toby yeah. <laughs> yeah. the police officers. Yeah, and the police officers are naturally very concerned. They're like, that was, that was Mr. Keith's sign. No, this was 1955. It was Toby Keith's daddy. <laughs> Toby Keith the first. Oh, yeah, that is a proud lineage. Proud upper crust lineage. Now, he was going by that before he had kids. So now the police are aware that they're looking for a gorilla. So they check the files. Yep. And uh, they find the one gorilla that's unaccounted for uh, was sold to some uh, some professor. So they go to the professor's lab. And they uh, and he might makes a deal with them that he'll uh, make the professor less stupid if mm-hmm. he gets to escape. And the cop's like, okay, that sounds good. Then he says, we don't make deals with fucking gorillas. Yeah, I have to honor my deal with a gorilla. Thank God the Lord doesn't punish me for lying to animals. <laughs> yeah, you for can they, hear that. That's for he For he put them on the earth for man. Yeah, you're supposed to, what is, what's the word? You're supposed to conquer the animals or whatever it is supposed to be? I don't know. All I know uh, is uh, go, f- uh, go forth and multiply. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. all know about that one. Be fruitful, yeah. be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful yeah, and multiply. That means subjugate get, the animals of the earth. That means get real hard. <laughs> God, wa- God wants you to have a healthy penis blood flow. He just wants to be rock solid. He's like, yeah, go out there and hump on the planet I made. Well, he is. He is watching. Like, but you, you know, better be fucking show. married. That's why God made it a sin to masturbate because uh, he d- he wants to watch us get it on. Mm-hmm, we'll be mm-hmm. wasting no time doing it yourself. He doesn't like that. No, we should, we're supposed to be doing it in big piles at church. Yeah, just you're a church orgy ball. Or maybe that's why climate change is happening, because we don't do that anymore. We stopped having church orgies. Oh, we've got a story about that coming up. Oh, boy. That's coming yeah. up real soon. Uh, so this story ends with the gorilla making an escape, and he takes all his chemicals, and he jumps in a tramp steamer bound for Africa. And unfortunately, it's a two-parter. No, but it's I not. Really... No, it's not. They tell you what happens in the next issue. It says, don't but miss it's... don't miss the next issue of Strange Adventures in which Dr. Jonas Mills tracks the super gorilla to his secret jungle stronghold and yeah. cleverly squashes his plans for domination of the world. They tell you the ending right there. But it's still but it's still a two-parter. You're disputing that it's a two-parter. It doesn't need to be. They just told us what happens. This is way better with it ending this way. That it just the end of the story is that the gorilla stayed in his suit, loosened the tie stole a steamer boat no and he's just hiding sailed on away it. he's hiding on the steamer boat to go hide in africa and start a giant smart monkey city you can awesome. t- you can tell he's like stressed like grad you can tell he's stressed out because he loosened his tie yeah yeah, yeah he's had enough of this he's off, like, off panel he's smoking and has a whiskey oh <laughs> god he's injecting the smart drug into his boner that's <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that works for him anymore what the All fuck right. That's the end of that story. Honestly, if we were uh, if we were gonna do more gorillas, I would have done the Nazi gorilla issue of Weird War Tales that's on the wheel. I think we I don't know if we discussed it on or off the show, but Art Parker, super fan Art Parker, brought it up to us recently, so it's officially on the request wheel. Oh, great! Which uh, yeah, it means there's less competition, so that the uh, the Nazi gorillas issue of Weird War Tales might come up. That's that's what I'm hoping. I like for. the ad for DC Comics where it's just like, we make the best comics ever. For example, and then there's two <laughs> arrows pointing to comics. For example, one of them is clearly not a great. Uh, one of them is My Greatest Adventure, which is, I believe, where Doom Patrol started. I and think. It's, it's a man hunting a jaguar, and the second or one Puma? is. Uh, it's a jaguar. All right, fine. Or, or a panther. Okay, but it couldn't be a puma. All right. And uh, the other one is Superman and Mr. Mix. Spitlick. Mixel Spitlick. Mixel Spitlick is uh, the mayor of uh, Metropolis, and Superman's just going with it. Yeah, why not? He's like, he's like, whatever. He's like, an imp. Better you than those puny, worthless humans, am I right? He can relate a lot more to fifth dimensional super beings. They probably worked out well. That was probably a fruitful relationship. I'd imagine that'd be a better mayor. This next story is called uh, Movie Men from Mars, uh, also written by Edmund Hamilton, art by Harry Sharp. And Joe Giella. So this is like a Hollywood propaganda about how great Hollywood is, I guess. Right. They're really good at making models. Yeah. So in this story, a bunch of monuments are being destroyed throughout the world. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> it's a BLM protest uh, on a global scale. We, we did have that. There was one. <laughs> 
They didn't move the Sphinx closer to the pyramid. That's because we ran out of time. Yeah, yeah, that should have went on a bit longer. So all this stuff's happening, and the scientists can't figure it out. And then this movie director's like, well, I'm an ultra Chad. I'll figure this out. And he did. The end. He did. He did. Uh, he's like, yeah, somebody's rearranging all of these landmarks uh, to get better lighting to shoot it. I like how the guys just like came, came up to his direct, the director he knows, and he's mm-hmm. like, all right, Butterball, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, why not? Back then, you could be really rude to people who had uh, who would look different from you. Let me take a crack at this one. Look at this sad redhead. That's look at him. Ew, uh, I've, I've never been sixed. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, moving on. So they're destroying all these monuments. They've melted Mount Rushmore. They're going to rebuild it with just four Donald Trump faces. Right. You think uh, uh, one for every turn. Think people uh, were were. Isn't it weird how like some dude decided to build Ru- Mount Rushmore pretty much on his own. He paid for it on his own. And uh, it, did he? Yeah, it was some dude. It was just some dude okay. who did it, and uh, they didn't think it was going to finish either. But uh, and people were born with that existing, so they just think it's some sacred thing. They think it just was born. It was out of like the natural formation of the rocks. Like it's just weird, right? This guy carved some faces into a, a giant mountain of these slave owners and like and like killers. Well, I'll say a few things here. One, the dude calls it the Rushmore Memorial. I don't know what that's about. Two, they didn't finish Mount Rushmore because they were supposed to have, like, full busts. You were supposed to be able to, like, see their, their big manly torsos. I'm sure they were supposed to have big Chadley pecs and, and they didn't get and, around to And it. their dicks. And yeah, their dicks were supposed to be down at, at ground level. Yeah, so you yeah. could actually, like, walk up and take a picture with the dicks. You enter the whole, like, the urethra, <laughs> and inside there's a museum. <gasps> yes, it's a museum, but it's the museum and gift shop is all to uh, presidential penises. Like, there's, like, a family on vacation. The kids are fine. They go, quit hitting your sister and get in the dick hole. <laughs> Get in the goddamn dick. You guys aren't going to see the balls at this rate. Another thing was that uh, Donald Trump did ask how hard it would be to put himself on there. He did ask about that. That's a fun thing. Man, how do I get to uh, that world? How do you get that delusional? They're like, can you move heaven and earth to put a picture of me out there? I'm can surprised they didn't do it. I mean, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody pulled in, put in a couple phone calls. Absolutely. I bet it still happens. You know what's the problem with, the, with with stuff like that, carving people's heads into giant stone structures? That's how you get, like, sphinxes 5,000 years from now, where people are going to look yeah. back on and they're like, we don't know what the fuck this is. Those were our gods. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's not good. I'm getting to a point where I think, like, the the, the Greek gods and the, the Egyptian, and, like, all that stuff, like the ancient gods, I think those are just comic books. Yeah, dude, I just read The Odyssey, and it's, it's striking how similar it is to, like, a Superman story. Yeah, I that's think... That's all it is. I think it's just comic books well, i mean joseph campbell's yeah whole yeah, he, you know heroes, yeah the hero's journey yeah 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 uh the epic of gilgamesh yeah that's absolutely very similar and that's kind of like it's almost been a cliche to say like comic books are modern greek legends but they kind of are at this point like archaeologists are just f- figuring this shit out and they're like oh these must have been their gods yeah. like no maybe they're just into stories well it could have been it could have been both i mean batman is my god it turns out they're just humanistic Greek mm-hmm. religion mm-hmm. people. <laughs> That's why you're not baptized, James, because you, you're going for the white capitalist. I did. I did. Yeah. Instead of the brown and or maybe black Jesus. That's true. Oh, God damn it. Who probably didn't exist. Uh, I did it again. No, no. That's not what that means. Like God doesn't care if you say God damn it? Like to take the Lord's name in vain. That's not what that commandment means. It means to not be a false prophet. Huh. That's what that right. means. Not to use the word of God for your own benefit. That's what that commandment means. That drives me crazy. Like Joel Osteen profiting yeah. from the word of God. That's what that commandment means. The guy means- who who had these mega churches that he, during Hurricane Katrina, was it Katrina or was it another hurricane, that he would not allow uh, people that were, their homes were destroyed and they wanted to come into the mega shelter or the mega church for shelter and he would not open the doors to them. That's correct. That Joel Osteen? He got yeah. a lot of heat and he eventually did, but he only did it because of pressure. Yeah, absolutely. No, that that was not something you had to think about. That was not a debate. I wonder was, what his PR. justification was. I uh, didn't want to ruin the carpet. But that is, uh, that's what that commandment is about. Yeah. We should go through all the commandments over the course of the next few episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hit them all. There's a all couple right. I don't know about. All right, that well, we should get through on. this comic first. Yeah. yeah. All right. So then the director decides uh, he's pieced all this together. So he decides to film a bunch of uh, scenes in miniature and then project them on the side of a mountain. Right. And yes. that way that he can show the aliens how to do special effects without destroying planets. Because I guess they, that just never occurred to him. 
So, yeah, here's the thing. So these aliens are clearly advanced. They're able to move monuments, travel other planets and everything. And we're led to believe that the reason they haven't been making miniatures instead is because they didn't think about it, not because they view humans as beneath them. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So then they okay. fix everything. They're like, yeah. yeah, we may not have spaceships or healthcare, but by God, we can make miniatures. Yeah. And the aliens, well, teach us your ways. And so they, we give them a bunch of miniatures. They get on their stupid rocket. And uh, our director dude's a hero. Yeah, and they uh, he the aliens put them in the credits of their movie in their Mars movie theater because they're not advanced enough to have uh, Netflix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like everybody would just be watching this at home. This is yeah. stupid. Yeah, I know. Maybe they've evolved past that into where you actually uh, are a community again. I had a conversation mm. about this with someone uh, this week uh, about. I think movie theaters are finished. Uh, I don't. think think so i mean it's gonna change for sure but i don't think they're done like i can't imagine like i'll never i'll probably never go to a movie theater again well you rarely ever did in the first place i used to go to movies a lot i you and i went to a handful of movies we had a little spat of time where we went to a bunch of movie theaters and i think that was like the only time you were going to the movie theater for the last 10 years i live in uh my neighborhood doesn't have any movie theaters near it at all so it's like that's why I, i haven't gone in 10 years I will say, though, uh, Navy Pier IMAX here in Chicago, one of the greatest theaters to see a film in anywhere, uh, is gone. Closed down. I didn't think, I don't agree with that statement. It's it was a, okay. It's, it's one of the few 70 millimeter actual IMAX screens in the country. It's one of like 80. I mean, was. but the the actual theater, though, is a very cold and... It just, All theaters it just, are cold. Just, well, no, I mean, it just it doesn't have any style to it. It was just I'm like not worried a, about it was, that. It was like a bunch of slab. Well, it's a screen. You're there to see a movie. You don't want to be distracted looking at the pillisters while you're trying yeah, to watch I Interstellar. Want, I want the pillisters. <laughs> I want, I want, I'm watching I, my Scarlett Johansson movies. I that's want to right. be distracted by pillars. I want a beautiful like theater. I mm-hmm. want uh, I want to be high as shit. Mm-hmm. I want to have my popcorn, and I want my Scarlett Johansson movie. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson movie marathon. Where she takes smart pills. <laughs> So you can use 100% of her brain. So next we have this story called A World Destroyed, uh, written by Joe Kubert, actually, uh, and art by Joe Kubert. Oh, he's pulling double duty. Well, for two pages. It's a very short story. You think he's, like, screaming at himself and he doesn't get the panel right? You idiot! He's, like, punching himself in the head. Oh, my God. You'll never be a legend, and that's why he is a legend, because he punished himself enough. That's right. That's... That's unhealthy. You can't go easy on yourself. That's how you become great at something. Yeah, you have to self-flagellate constantly. So this is hate everything about yourself. This is a story about uh, the governments of Mars and Jupiter uh, find a rogue planetoid that's full of an element that the Martians need to sustain life on their planet. They both need. But the but the people of Jupiter were like, "Nah, we're gonna keep it. Fuck you." And they go to war. So Mars went well. If we can't share, nobody gets it. Yep. Mars they, attacks, uh, if you will, and they and they blow each other up. Now let's talk about how a nothing can exist in Jupiter because it doesn't have any solid ground. Yeah, it's a gas planet. It's just a big yeah. ball. Right. You're not. There's not going to be some white dude. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Well. Yeah. The, the aliens are a little whiter than I like. I'm. A little... Look at that. Like the, the, <laughs> he just looks like a businessman. Yeah. Well, yeah, it makes sense. That's why he's saying like, "Fuck you." This this element is ours. Yeah. See, capitalism, kids, is a natural part of existence in this universe. This is a this is the great ancestor of Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. That's where he came from. That's why he looks so weird. That's right. He's an alien man. That's right. All well, the billionaires are weird looking. The comic book ends though by by pulling us back into real life, saying that science did say there used to be a planet between Mars and Jupiter, which means there might be people fighting in space, and they mm-hmm. might blow up Earth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm. and all the suicidal millennials are like, thank God. Yeah. Well, maybe if they find out about Jesus, things will get straightened out. All right. This got to be cool with his race. Got to know about his chosen race. Uh, those Jup- those Jupiterians and the and the Martians, they may not, you know, they they seem pretty white and pretty warlike. So moving on to more white guys, uh, we have another story called The Day the Sun Exploded, written by John Broom, actually another big name, and an art by Gil Kane, another big name, and Bernard Sachs. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a story uh, about this journalist who's writing a fact article. That's what he says. He calls it a he fact article. He does say article. that. Mm-hmm. It's like an alien for, wrote this. Because he works for Fox News. 
You have this to throw a, the word fact in there. A, this is a fact article, so you know it's factual. We told you it was a fact, motherfucker. Get off our backs. President Donald Trump is the greatest communicator who has ever lived. This just in. President Trump has a giant hog. It's a fact article. <laughs> He's going to have the biggest hog at the new Mount Rushmore. I hate that you call penises hogs. I hate it so it's, much. It's how, about a wi- how about a wild hog? That doesn't make it any better. <laughs> I think it makes it a lot better. Yeah, yeah. I imagine you're peeing it's spraying around like an out-of-control hose. Yeah, making it like a like a boar sound. You're calling 911 for an, you're calling 911 for help. I, go, I got a wild hog on my hands. All right. So anyway, so this story uh, is about this dude, and uh, he's, he's gathering facts about a uh, about a fact article that he's going to write, <laughs> and uh, the sun seems to have exploded. Apparently, well, so the sun is uh, has been changing colors, and they and they believed it was from an internal explosion because the star is about to go nova. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the sun is a mass of incandescent gas. So, and See. here we learn that uh, the people in the 1950s. Uh, thought 97 degrees was super hot. <laughs> well, inflation hadn't hit yet. It was it was a yeah. You know, that like, was the equivalent of like the, 81. This was or, the early days of climate change. The yeah. very very early days, and now here we are now where <laughs> temperatures of 120 degrees are normal. Yeah, inflation is happening. So 95 degrees there is probably more like one. Good lord. Now. Yeah, you couldn't afford to be hot in those days. Uh, I don't know, man. The most unbelievable... This is a story about the sun overheating, but the most unbelievable part of the story for me is that the government had a plan to protect its citizens and they implemented it swiftly. Right. That that took me right out of the book. I think mine is that there's a guy wearing a fucking coat in this panel. Yeah. Right. Like, no one one dresses down for the weather in this story. No, you can't. It was the 50s. They're like, I can't be seen without my overcoat. We've, People, we've already discussed this. In the 50s, if you were a man, you came home from your job, and you took off your tie, and you had a second tie underneath. It was your home maybe, tie. Maybe back then, never got hot enough for shorts. That might have been true. What if you're just always wearing, it's always suit weather. Yeah, the only time you saw people in the olden days wearing suits were like those uh, like kids with a giant lollipop. This is back in a time where comic books were not afraid to show men's receding hairlines. Yes, it was a it was a mark of uh, sophistication. Oh, he's an adult now, runs a business. So I will say this: I think is uh, none of these bo- none of these stories are particularly good, but this one had a lot of promise because it spends a lot of time showing how the world would react and how things would be different if this really was happening. Right, mm-hmm. but it is happening because of climate change. Yes. Yeah, except there's no plan. Uh, I wish I wished my government was this competent. The government comp- just completely, they're ready for this. They planned just in case this would happen. And so they have like refrigerated temporary housing that they're, that they're moving people into. Well, we got to we gotta quickly get these people cool. I and mean, we have to do something. To, we have to yeah. retrofit all the apartment buildings to get, get them air conditioners. Like, hold on there, Mr. President. That's socialist as fuck. <laughs> yeah, like, they should have been prepared for this on their own. And yeah. they should take care of this on their own. They should have bought air conditioners and pulled themselves up from their bootstraps. With like, them. I've noticed a lot of unpulled up bootstraps in this, <laughs> in this country. People uh, looking, for, looking for handouts. And then Ted Cruz took a plane down to the South Pole. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. If people can't learn to deal with 170 degree temperatures on their own, right, then they don't deserve it. They don't deserve to be able to survive 170 degree temperatures. I hope gotta... the listener understands the parallel that we're making here, <laughs> I, and how I, ridiculous that concept is. I mean, we keep it subtle. We it's definitely not an obvious thing, but uh, uh, hopefully they're piecing it together. You can why DM us for some why, details. Why didn't you get? Why weren't you prepared for your appendicitis? <laughs> Why didn't you conduct your own surgery? You've got a, you can get a scalpel. Why you need a surgery? You gotta pull yourself from your bootstraps and re- suppress that appendicitis. Hey, you gotta walk that off. You Maybe gotta, you you gotta a 17-hour shift tomorrow. Maybe if you worked harder. <laughs> if you worked a little harder, your appendix wouldn't have uh, revolted against you. That's because your append- your appendix can feel your your socialist thoughts and it's trying to escape its. Escape its host. I, w- I would think it's because the appendix realized that it's going to get a free ride. And so right. it, had, it, didn't, it didn't work as hard. And of course, the, ca- the, the, the appendix is a capitalist because it's a fucking parasite. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so then they devise uh, these slick suits uh, that will allow you to go out in the temperature. It's now like 150 or so degrees. And uh, they decide of all people to first test the slick suits out 
with the uh, the writer who's doing his fact article. They're made of old uh, slip and slides, and then they spray them yes. down with a hose before they leave. And they put like a they clearly blew up a condom and put it over their head like Howie Mandel. <laughs> yeah, they kick, they push them out out the door with their foot on their ass. <laughs> now get out there and Try take this. some readings. You fucking dork. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I guess the the uh, journalists were the most dispensable people at the time. Here's your slick suit, you fucking asshole. Uh, so then they get to a point where they're having to ration water. Um, and there's now an ice rush instead of a gold rush because it's so hard to get the ice from the Arctic and bring it down to uh, the people. It's just like that uh, uh, Simpsons joke where like a poo is buying ice from guys going to the North Pole. Yeah. Like, you got to charge mm-hmm. more for these bags of ice. We lost three guys on this mission. Yeah. So anyway, uh, then this scientist goes on TV to say, hey, you're all fucked. We're done. <laughs> yeah. He goes on TV to say there, it's all directions lead to doom. We're done. It's over. And he pulls a lever that immediately turns off everyone's air conditioning. <laughs> Why did they let him rig up every air conditioner to that lever? Like, we may be all dying, but aren't you glad they made our uh, our, our heat protective helmets look like little dew drops? I like that he says that and we don't see that any, you know, because you'd think that after hearing that people would just panic in the streets or go looting or nope. the purge well, or some shit. It's too hot. Yeah, that is true. Well, I'll leave pe- my house. Yeah, right? They're like, just keep the windows and doors shut. The air conditioning will last a little longer. This is a great opportunity for me to steal one of those 13-inch TVs that weigh 200 pounds, but goddamn. I wonder how many like 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 people shot their families than themselves after seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's weird. Well, yeah, let's talk about that when we get to the end of the story because everything goes back to normal pretty fucking quickly. Oh, yeah. So they realize that, oh, no, what's happening here? This random guy figures out. He realizes that there's a volcano uh, in the Arctic that must have went off and it's just uh, sprayed soot over the entire Earth and it's been trapped. How am I even describing this stupid problem here? So, like, what happens is that because there's. invisible particles that are mm-hmm. blanketed the earth and so the the heat from the sun's rays can't escape into space over time right okay got so it's it. creating so a green it's, it's a greenhouse green, effect yeah it's a greenhouse effect there we go we both said something smart great yeah so they agree so somehow this volcano eruption managed to create a, a global greenhouse effect with none of the scientists noticing this well i mean that's a hard thing to notice Okay. All right. I would I would think they would notice. They just made they some. Don't. They just made some hypothesis about uh, the sun exploding because they don't know what that looks like. Yeah, they were just building robots and playing with gorillas and shit. They weren't paying attention to the. But climate. they did cause a worldwide panic. Yes. So the dude's like, "Well, what you need to do is get a giant ice cube, and uh, drop it in the volcano. That should deal with it." That's kind of what Futurama did. They did, didn't they? They just took a giant ice cube. They must have read this comic. Yeah, yeah. That's how. That's where it all came from. That's the inspiration. So, yeah, and then uh, immediately everything goes back to normal. Like, oh, the sun isn't exploding. It was just soot, and now everything's fine. Don't worry about yep. it. So go just back like to... what happened this year, last year? Yeah. yeah. I can't I can't believe that everyone went back to it. Yep. Everything's I, fine. I, I'm glad there's, like, a de facto general strike happening, but, like, that's not good enough. A de facto general? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah People are just like, we're, yeah, we're not going back to work unless you, like, you know, pay benefits. But Chipotle costs 15% more now. I don't give a shit. Don't eat Chipotle, you bootlicker. No, absolutely go to Chipotle and give those people their money. Give the, those people their $15 an hour minimum wage. Oh, I thought you meant like you're mad that the Chipotle no. was $15. No. $15 isn't even enough. I'm saying like $25. Well, I, said 15. I said, well, what I'm saying is people are angry that their food now costs slightly more because they don't realize that means that's ultimately good for everybody. Well, yeah. no, because not all the places have done that, but they've upped their food prices because they claim of, you know, supply yeah. shortages. Yeah, shortages. Yeah. I'm yeah. definitely getting a burrito bowl after this, though. Ooh, yeah. those are good. Double protein. Yeah, double chicken. Like Chipotle. I would eat Chipotle all the time if there was one near me. I do. Is I, anything I, near you, Mike? Subway. Oh, a, little, a, a little Caesars, a bunch of like greasy Chicago spots. You can get a subway, some fake tuna on a on a donut bread. You know what? I Pick read recently. Crazy bread. I, I read recently, not to defend Subway, but that that test is not accurate. Like just how they did it, they used one lab, and they weren't allowed to mention who the lab was. And once you put mayo in the tuna, you can't test its DNA. I yeah. saw the. I thought the whole thing was that multiple labs had this happen. I heard it was. Only, I read somewhere that they only used one lab and they weren't allowed to talk about it. I, I definitely believe that it wasn't tested entirely 
conclusively. And I've heard that there are other species of tuna that would qualify that weren't tested for. So I'm not saying it's necessarily like, like they are saying 0% tuna. I'm not saying it's 0%, but anything less than like 90% is alarming. Sure. That's all. I'm, I'm well, just saying, I mean, it, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's still too far from real tuna to be legit. Whatever, dude. Also, I, don't care, I, don't, I, yeah. I personally don't care if it is. I was thinking about it, uh, and there must have been a time, and maybe it was only a couple days, a couple hours, I don't know how long, but there had to have been a period of time where we all knew that Jared was a pedophile, but he was still on all the subway stuff. Right, that gap? Yeah, there had to be a little gap, and then it was probably like red alert at subway campus. Do you think they were frantically taking down billboards and posters? I bet in the subway offices, like, paintbrushes were falling out of the sky like gas masks on a plane going down. You just inspired me to make a series of memes about that. I'm sure a lot of restaurants just, like, taped paper over him initially. And Sherman, a Sherman Williams truck backs up to the, to the sub, subway as fast as it can. All the paint splashes out. What if, you're like the, what if you're like the CEO of Subway and you're having breakfast with your family? And like you're, watching, you're, watching, you're watching the Today Show. He spits out all his fake tuna on his family's face. It goes no, on he, for like 15 seconds. He's eating Raisin Bran. Oh, yeah. He's not eating Subway. What's the funniest cereal? Uh, for a grown man to be eaten. Count uh, Chocula? Count Chocula, no. Honeycrisp. Um, no. Captain Honeycomb. Crunch has got to be the funniest, right? Captain Crunch is pretty funny. Well, Lucky, Lucky Charms. Charms. Yeah, Lucky, Lucky Charms, Charms is pretty ridiculous. One. That's a good one. Fruit Loops. Let's uh, say Fruit Loops. That's funny to say. Yeah, pretty much anything that has color. Any cereal with a color is hilarious for an adult. He, w- he was he was eating Fruit Loops and he was t- he was like shaking bits of like a Subway tuna over it, like a <laughs> like a spice. Oh, Gross. All right. And there's no milk. It's tuna mayonnaise. Oh God! I love is this it. our longest episode ever? No, uh, I've been trying to contain that a little bit. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we're getting close. We're getting close. Then we got a little uh, a little. Thing about the different sizes of planets in the solar system boring dumb right nobody has yep. any comments about that all right no cool. we're good keep moving cool. moving on that's not I don't, I don't believe in the planets that is true most of the planets probably aren't real that is uh, true. this is we have an article about how in the 1950s they didn't think pluto was actually a planet well no in 1950s they thought he was a pl- it was a planet and then it said but people are starting to think that maybe it's not mm-hmm. it turns out it wasn't yeah Turns out it was just a ball of ice that was floating out there. You know, also yep. they thought was, uh, they also talked about in the 1950s, climate change. Uh, well, in comic books they did. No, there's, uh, I, I've seen some of those like films you show to students, oh, you yeah? know, from the 50s. And they had a whole one about burning carbon and global warming. Wow. Everyone involved with that movie was murdered immediately afterwards. It's on YouTube. Everyone was quietly secreted away. You know, I'll share it on uh, Twitter. So check okay. it out on Twitter and I'll yeah, let's take put it, it up. Wow. And then there was a commercial for smoking cigarettes right after that video played. God, through your butt. Yeah, yeah, that's how yeah. they did it back in the day. And then that's they how... have an article here about the wonder element, which is radium. Yep. Yeah, Glorious yeah, yeah. radium. So, glorious, but glorious I like radium. at the end of the article, it talks about uh, Madame Curie, Marie yeah, Curie, this found is a good everything, fun fact. visited the United States some years ago. And it's like, oh, damn, was she still like recently dead or, or close or oh. whatever? Uh, when did Madame Curie die? And she was going to America spreading radiation everywhere. Also, also on a Simpsons joke. Uh, she died in 34. Yeah. So she'd been dead for 20 years. So about years. 20 years before. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. It's plausible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. Okay. You guys believe in Madame Curie? Uh, okay. One last story. Uh, this is a book called The Invisible Superman, written by... No, no, no. What's it called? Uh, The Invisible Spaceman. God damn. I was really excited for a Superman story. Um, This is called The Invisible Spaceman, written by Sid Gerson, art by Murphy Anderson, and Joe Giella. The Invisible Pokemon. (laughs) So this is a story about this dude who comes back from space, and he's invisible now. What is up with this comic telling you how the story ends in the beginning? Oh, is that... Does it do that? Yeah, that's happened a lot so far. Oh, oh yeah, this big uh yeah, this big climactic scene. Yeah. Um yeah, we'll get to that. That's kind of a weird way the story ends. So this dude comes back from space and they can't find him on the space shuttle. Uh but his dog, a dog named Meteor, he can sense that his owner is there, right? Mm-hmm. So the dude's like, Hey, what the fuck? Why why can't you guys see me? 
Uh, and it turns out he was exposed to some sort of radiation. Yeah, he tries like to he tries to make a physical contact with those around him so they know he's there. And he touches the dog, and the dog explodes. <laughs> uh, no, the dog does not explode. That's he's not like, what oh, sh- he's like, oh shit, I shouldn't no. t- touch living things. I guess that's not what happened. It's a made up tale. Well, yeah, then why? True. Then why didn't he try with the, with the other people? Then he did. Yes. Mike, right in the p- fucking panel above the dog one, he touched a human, and the human flew back. No, he didn't wear. Where is he fly? Oh, literally yeah. oh, the see. panel above. Oh, I see. I Jesus. see. Well, I'm glad we sorted that out. And he touches two more people and they explode. This is a fact podcast, okay? Yeah, this is this is an important fact article podcast. Right. Um, and so the dude's like, well, I guess I'll just walk around exploding people. Yeah, and that's what he does. <laughs> Everyone who's ever teased him in high school. <laughs> oh, God, his, I've had with, that fantasy. With his dog, Ruff. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not what happens. Uh, he tries a few different ways to be seen. He tries to stand it. Now, this is weird. So he stands in the way of a guy painting, thinking the paint will uh, color him, but it goes through him. So shouldn't he be able to, like, walk through walls and... Do all kinds of things. I think it's that the paint, the part, the paint particles bounce off him because he's electrically charged. Hmm. Yeah. Not, yeah it's not that it's going through him; it's that it's not sticking to him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why, uh, if he is an invisible version of himself, why did his clothes also become invisible? Because they're also it, coated in the uh, the electrical charge. Yeah. I don't know that that the would same work. reason that the Flash can go through a wall not naked. No, yep. that's because of the speed force. That's because of the speed force. God, what a bad character. The Flash is a fantastic character. You're a bad character. I'm a great character. You are a fictional character that we invented for this podcast. That is true. No! What? Uh, it's fine. Whatever. You mean I don't have to go to work? <laughs> yeah, you got over it really quickly. Guys, I tell you, you this all the time. If I'm just a, if I, yeah, if I'm just a <laughs> fabrication, I want you guys to change my backstory so I don't need a job. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so then he goes to see a, a, a physicist, and the physicist is a lady, and nobody mentions how uh, unorthodox this was for 1955. It's very impressive. It's very woke. And she could smell the, the spaceman's uh, pheromones, so she starts sucking on her glasses. Mm-hmm. Well, she who does, would have yeah. said that, James? She's alone. Oh, yeah, I guess, I guess nobody's heard. Well, you'd think she would be in a lab uh, just saying to herself, man, it sure is great being a woman scientist. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the, a dog, the dog runs in her house, and she's just like, who the fuck's dog is this? And she punts the dog in the <laughs> yeah. face. Oh, I can't wait to eat that dog. And uh, then to get revenge, the spaceman touches her, and she explodes. <laughs> no, no, no. So, uh... The dog is running around and he's uh, trying to do like tricks with the dog to sort of, I guess, make her think that somebody's there. I don't know what his plan is. He's getting desperate. And so he touches her. He doesn't like the idea of women writing. So he destroys her typewriter. He he does destroy her typewriter. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, he's uh, throwing a Bunsen burner at her, but she's dodging it just the way she's dodging the male gaze. Doing (laughs) great. 1955. Yep. Um, yeah, but she just can't, uh, he just can't seem to make her believe that there's a, a, a ghost man, an invisible you know, I, electro ghost man. I think that, uh, since ni- men in the 1950s were just savages, I imagine that, like, he's invisible, he just goes to some girl's school. <laughs> God, no, 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 we're not going down that path. I imagine that's the first place he goes. That is not a... He goes, <laughs> I gotta, I, I guess I gotta head over there before this wears off. <laughs> that's a fork we don't need to take. Stop it, no. get some help. Yeah, put an end to that. Oh, there were uh, savages in the. In the if, it, if it was Bing Crosby who got uh, invisible, he'd yeah. be running around hitting kids with bags of oranges. Well, that was. Which was his style at the time. That's true. That's, uh, that's, what, he'll be, that's, that's what he'll be no, most known for. Uh, so, anyway, this uh, the scientist lady is distracted because I guess her niece has to go into emergency surgery? Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. Which, funny enough, it seems very likely that it's appendicitis. And, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And the doctor just goes, "I'm sorry, you don't have any health insurance or any money, so." No, this is, this is the '50s. It was okay. I'm gonna get out of here. Was health insurance a thing in the '50s? I don't know, uh, but that operation probably cost seven dollars in the '50s. Me- by prior to like uh, the late '70s, medical costs were way lower. It was just I don't think insurance was as necessary as yeah, it is you now. could have you could afford to go like they, they that changed because like it was insurance reps. They wanted they constantly needed to bring in deals to their parent companies. Mm-hmm. So they convinced hospitals to just raise their prices and let the insurance companies keep the normal prices. And that and they would just that's how they did it. But everyone got screwed. Yeah, it's funny that they invented insurance because people couldn't afford the health care directly. And then now people can't afford the insurance. Right. Yeah. 
right? It's a good system we got here. Yeah. Anything else be socialism, James? We can't have that. So anyway, uh, while they're trying to conduct this surgery... I got an analogy about bootstraps if you want to hear it. (laughs) I do, but I'm going to save it till afterwards. Allegory? Uh, (laughs) Analogy? I don't know. I haven't heard it yet. I can't correct your grammar. Metaphor? Metaphor? Could be a metaphor. Maybe that's right. Ooh, maybe that's right. So they're trying to conduct the surgery, but then there's a lightning strike, and it knocks out all the power. Right. right. He goes, He goes. well, thank God, you ran out of money like an hour ago, and i just been kind of fumbling around in her. I do not know what I'm doing in here. It's squishy. Right. It's gross. It's like a marsupial's pouch. Well, the lights are off. Let's just go. Let's leave. Uh, and so this dude, he's watching all this, and he decides, uh, he comes up with an idea. He grabs the two ends of the power cable, and he poses for an ACDC album cover. Look, right. That's, that's, the, that's the cover of High Voltage. He's doing the High Voltage. Yep, and he yep. Uh, he assumes that he would be a good conductor of electricity. And he's right. As an electromagnetic man, he's right. Oh, that's what's going on. All right. Yeah. All right. And so, uh, yeah, sure, that's how that's how uh, electricity works. Fine. And I guess sure. the, electri- the, electrical, the electrical shock uh, cured him of his uh, invisibility, uh, and he's like, damn, I should have went to that school. Yeah. So what's the first thing he does when he wakes up? Has a cigarette. Like, he's like, he what's up, baby? Because where's well, your where's my goddamn cigarette? The electricity also made him rock hard. He's like, "Don't worry, baby. You'll never need to be a scientist again. Wife and mother is all you need to be." I feel bad. Uh, so yeah, he wakes up and he has a little discussion with lady scientist, and they uh, realize that what happened was that the super vibration caused by the cosmic rays he went through were canceled out by the heavy electric current in the power line. Uh, and so that vibration protected him from being killed by electric current. And her dead expression is going to be the new Twitter profile. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty dead. Oh, I don't care about any of this. I hate my fucking niece. <laughs> She's like, she was supposed to die in yeah. surgery when the lights went out, when I destroyed the power lines. Uh, and then there's just a quick ad for Peter Porkchops, who's yep. uh, an animal man. Yep, where we learn that animals are dicks to each other. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's just a bunch of animals that were building like a snow fort, and then it, it, uh, it's gone the next day, and they want to blame Wolfie because I guess he fucks things up normally. In this case, and, uh, this, 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 it was uh, published as a ser- public service in, co- in cooperation with the National Social Welfare Assembly. Yeah. What the hell? I don't know. Coordinating Organization for National Health, Welfare, and Recreation Agencies of the U.S. I imagine yeah. the libertarians wouldn't like this. <laughs> Not one bit. The, the, a government organization telling your kids how to behave? Uh, well, I guess what happens in the story is uh, they think Wolfie fucked up their igloo or whatever it was, and he didn't. And everyone says, well, even if he didn't, uh, we still owe him for all the other shit he did. And they're making kind of a good point there. Right, they stab him to death. Yep, and that's how that ends. In the end. It's the end of the story. It's the end of the book. And this little mouse character saw that he didn't do it, but he didn't want to say nothing because he fucking hates Wolfie. Yeah, yeah I do and too. then he gets pissed that you said anything. It's like, shut up, pig. Don't defend him. Wolfie also, String him up. Uh, Wolfie also seems like he's had his pants patched up, so he's probably underprivileged. He's the animal. poor kid, and they just hate him just for that. Wow, Wolfie's misunderstood. I was the poor kid and the ginger kid. I'm pro-Wolfie now. That's right. Yeah, they fucked this guy up, man. As long as he doesn't pass on his shit genetics and his <laughs> lack of inheritance. He's a red-headed wolf. Still a guy. Um, I mean, that's a fox. Oh, yeah, he's a, is he a yeah, fox? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, nice. <laughs> it's a black and white cartoon. It's a I'm hard s- distinction no, to make. No, I'm just saying he's wolfy, but if he's, he's a red oh, if he's a, if yeah. he's a red wolf, he's a fox. Yeah, that's that's all the red, yeah. <laughs> that's, that pretty much, that's pretty much the difference. The only distinction there. I like how the bear's only wearing a handkerchief. <laughs> well, why? Because he, he's he's afraid of getting COVID. Maybe he shaved his neck. Oh, it's just a flap. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just a big gross no, no, no. skin flap. I'm saying he shaved his neck, and it's the only part of him that isn't covered with fur anymore. Yeah, it looks pretty flappy. It looks like a foreskin. The moil forgot to cut off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been collecting those, collecting them foreskins. So imagine James leaping up out of the water like a dolphin to catch a foreskin <laughs> like that. Yep. in his mouth. <laughs> what if he like, what if he like want, wants a like they removed his foreskin and he wants it back, so he leaps up in the air and it, it and it slides onto his dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mike, how much did you smoke before this episode? <laughs> like a little. I did hear some sounds as we were logging into Zoom here. I was alright. Like, well, that's a given. Uh, we're done. What do we think of this? Uh, I like this book. 
<laughs> That's a kind of a surprise. You, you. Okay. Uh, I'll give it. Uh, what's the highest I can give it? It's not Mr. Muscle. I'll give it nine it's stars. Fuck it. It's yeah, good. Break whatever you want. Shay, what'd you think of this book? Sucked. Was too long. One star. Uh, it was too long. I would give it a one, except for the fact that I liked some of the stuff in the uh, the Sun story. I liked some of the ideas that were in there. Yeah, so like a competent government that yeah, protects people against climate change. It made me laugh a lot thinking about how that government was going to protect its people. Come on, let's be let's be reasonable here. What if I imagine Joe Biden going on TV soon just be like the the reason why it's getting hotter is because the sun is about to explode. <laughs> well, yeah, he probably read this comic book. He, he's been what? waiting for it. What? Uh, that'll bump it up to two out of five Thunderstrucks. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Oh, why didn't you use the two cellos version of Thunderstruck? <laughs> I don't know what that is. I'll send it to you. It's is awesome. A, it's awesome. Two, is there a two chains version of Thunderstruck? Uh, I don't know about I'd that. Be into that. I'd be into that. Um, we want to talk about what we're doing next week? Uh, next week, uh, we're doing a request. So we're going to yeah. do, uh, uh, Jay Miller asked for uh, uh, Lobo's paramilitary Christmas. And so we're doing Christmas in July with Lobo on Darkseid's couch. It's a little bit of a stretch uh, justifying it with, by Christmas in July, but we wanted to do it. And we didn't want to wait till Christmas. No, so we're opening it up early. Because we've already got so many other Christmas ones to do on Christmas. There's always a lot of Christmas ones. Uh, more Alf Christmases? Yeah. Or maybe just the same one we already did? <laughs> we might just revise that one, yeah. Um, no, I'm excited about it. We haven't talked about Lobo. Uh, he's a strange character. Uh, he's an interesting character. And uh, I've not. I've read a lot of Lobo stuff in the 90s. I have not read the paramilitary special. Yeah. So I, I have it. I have the graphic novel somewhere really? in the apartment. Yeah. We're going back to 1992. Yep, my favorite era for comics. It, we've probably hit that era like 85 to 93 more than anything. It's I probably think. the majority of like individual issues that I have are probably from 1992. That makes sense. That's when I had my uninterrupted Batman and Detective Comics runs. Uh, Shay, you want to do some closing plugs? Sure. Right. So why don't you swing on into DarksidesCouch.com, Spotify, Stitcher, any of your podcast stations, and uh, then drink up that subscribe medicine and uh, get updates what? and put in your requests. All right. I, love I that. had to change it. I had to change it because we didn't actually talk about one of the fucking parts that I referenced in my oh, original notes. Oh, you got to have, you got to, do you want to, do you want to do it anyway, even though it'll make no sense? I just deleted it, so I couldn't tell you oh, the exact words. But I referenced pushing the car into a pole. Oh, Which we yeah, didn't mention is that the one of the monkeys, in or, the, one of the monkeys, the monkey in order to get away at one point just takes the cop's car and fucking <laughs> directs it, it and pushes pole. it right into a light pole. Was it uh, Davy Jones? <laughs> what? <laughs> Again, because it, it was one of the monkeys. Oh, too dark. I don't like Jesus. it. I don't care for that. I keep it light here. We talk about presidential penises and global <laughs> yeah. warming. And, and that's uh, it. And, and catching foreskins on your dick. And that time in the 80s when uh, Matthew Broderick killed two people while he was driving and he got off with a $170-some dollar fine. I just did a, a gig where I built a theater in a park. And, of course, it's in Chicago, so they showed Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And I mm -hmm. couldn't stop making jokes about him murdering people. He did murder two people and never really seemed to show any remorse. No, uh, he's, he's a Hollywood actor. And paid the fine was something like $170, and it just went away. Whoopsie. Whoopsie, dude. I mean, he wasn't drunk or anything, in fairness. Matthew Broderick? Yeah, he wasn't drunk or anything like that. It, it, he wasn't fucked up, uh, supposedly. He, he was just exhausted, and uh, he hit some people on the road and basically paid no consequence whatsoever. I have heard in a story, and it was probably on another podcast, that like it did like personally fuck him up. Hmm. hmm. But is that, again, why he did, but that is doesn't that why he... mean that he paid any sort of public, like you said, restitution. But I guess right. it did like... It, it wasn't like he left it completely behind he, within his. He tells person. that story at parties. I think he might tell it when he gets shit faced. He's like, wow. so I hit these, uh, so I killed these two pieces of shit in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Probably uh. not like that. And then, well, then, then the, the, that song's playing. Boom, ba ba And then he he went on a he went on a Letterman in the '90s with his pants unzipped. Did he? Oops. Yeah, in the, in the middle of the interview, uh, he was kind of rambling and everything. And he apparently, he wasn't drunk. And apparently he was very upset afterwards because he, he thought he came off drunk and high. And everybody, he was really worried that everyone was going to think he was he was all fucked up. But really, he just, uh, he's just that way. I can kind of relate to that. And at, mid, at some point, midway in the interview, Letterman's asking a question. And he just stops and goes, your pants are unzipped. Completely derails the interview. 
And then, and then he starts, and then his dick starts becomes an out of control uh, wild hog and starts yeah. spraying urine everywhere. They added it to Mount Rushmore. Like he may not have been president, but that is a presidential penis right there. They they use the uh, inflatable tube man, you know, to represent his wild hog. Oh, That's what happened. His wild hog got out of control. He lost, and so he like lost control of the vehicle. Oh, Holy shit, this... guys! He did a commercial for Honda in 2012. Oh no! Not, not necessarily. What the hell? A, not necessarily a great choice. I, I would was never like... drive again. Yeah, I wouldn't for sure. I would be done with the driving part of my life. Yeah, you killed two people because you're because you don't know how to drive. All right, uh, that might be the reason that this might be the longest episode. Just so, talk about Matthew Broderick. I, I hope you feel good about that, you guys. Nope. I hope you feel great about that. That's it. Anybody got any last things they want to add in before we get out of here? You know, I don't really know anything Matthew Broderick did post-2012, <laughs> so maybe he did that commercial, remembered that he killed two people, and was just <laughs> so embarrassed. He's like, I can't make any more movies. So he's just hanging out in his house. Shay? Man, I, this episode was too long for this long-ass comic, so I kind of hope, like, 20 minutes end up getting edited out. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I might go back and add more in. Oh, damn. That's all. Ta-ta for now, Christian Crusaders. And we'll talk to you next time on The Couch. In my view, we've already waited too long to deal with this exploding sun. We can't wait any longer. Uh, we see it with our own eyes. We feel it. We know it in our bones. And it's time to act. And I might know parenthetically, if you notice the... I'm loving Scotland. Thanks for taking me out for a drive. Matthew Broderick, your car is so cool. I love driving it. It is so choice. Our sun will explode throwing vast amounts of gas and dust out into space to form a gigantic nebula. And at its heart will be a faintly glowing ember, all that remains of our once magnificent sun. I just killed two people.